Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome to Brain Machine Network. Dot com. <laughs> I started. Oh, hey, everybody. What's up? Welcome to Help from a Hypocrite, you motherfucker. I'm coming out strong right off the bat. Uh, like I do every single week. If you listen every week, you know that I just, there's no buildup. There's no ramp up to the yell. I start there. There's no, there's no, there's no ramp up with energy. It's either you join me or you fall off the wagon. And that's, and that's what it's like if you're my friend in real life too. I hope everyone's doing well. We're at week 2067 of quarantine and uh and for me personally this has been a very a very long learning and growth period for example i've learned that maybe i'm a little mentally ill and we're gonna get through that and we're gonna learn about it and we're gonna keep talking about that through these episodes uh i got we got some we got some a lot of people talking about trauma that they haven't dealt with for a very long time and quarantine has been the time that they are they are um They've been uh, facing those head on because I, what else can you do after you've been hiding for months in quarantine with television and books? And maybe my guest today, you know, we can, we can, see, we can see if she knows anything about that. I'm going to get right down to it. Our guest today is, what a transition to talking about. <laughs> Do you want to start with my trauma? Absolutely. We can <laughs> build into that. You don't want to even have small talk. You just want to start right at my trauma. We okay. can start. <laughs> Listen, the people who tune into this show, they know what they're getting themselves fucking into. Um, It's either we talk about our favorite new dance of the week or what daddy did when we were seven. (laughs) That's about it. Yikes. Okay. Um, I'll stop. I'll stop so you can introduce me. (laughs) Um, My guest this week is... Uh, I love I love this girl to bits. I met her about a year ago at one of her shows. I had seen her all over Instagram for a long time. And whenever she was throwing a big show, I couldn't go. And then I made my way out to one at Club Coming and I introduced myself. And she was one of those people who made you feel very comfortable when you did that. And she runs uh, very fire shows. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm proud to call her uh, uh, a friend. And I enjoy everything that she does. Uh, she has her own podcast called Receipts, uh, which I did an episode of maybe about a month and a half ago, a month. Yeah, uh, Yeah, and I, I loved it. Uh, great show. And, and you know, let's get right down to it. It's my friend, Jenny Goyle. Give it up for Jenny. Ah! Yes. <laughs> Hi, Joey. Hi, listeners. Hello. Hi. Good. Oh my God. That was such a beautiful and sweet intro. Thank you. I love you too. I love everything you do also, including your poop-based TikTok videos. Oh, we're getting into TikTok right off the bat. Listen. uh, No, I'm just saying I love everything you do. (laughs) It's, I, 
I love, I, TikTok has been a way for me to really feel like I'm creating in these times. Mm -hmm. And it just so happens that the world loves it when I talk about my shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's relatable. I mean, maybe, maybe you, 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 can, you can join me in this thought. You, okay. you started out, if I'm correct, you loved theater before comedy. Yes, I started with theater first. Yes, yes. It's shameful. Me too. And it's and, shameful. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, you know what? But but the good thing is in New York we have found we have found our community of people who like are very similar in that vein. Yes. Like people who, you know, we do and we and we do we sometimes play play little sing songies when we do comedy. We like to be loud, brash. Yeah. And you could you could tell that we've had years of a uh, Right, real training, real serious training. miser technique, <laughs> vocal work, physicality. And some would say ch uh, 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 we're used to uh, uh, chasing the attention, I would yes. say for myself. I um, would also say for myself, I would absolutely second that sentiment. I remember, um, I remember, did you ever hear the, um, I know I'm grabbing Starbucks from off camera. <laughs> I know, just um, like your beautiful iced coffee. I'm like, okay. I, I do have a whole bowl of Chipotle right next to me that I'm going to get to when it's nice and cold <laughs> because the line was so long. I thought I was going to get to eat it before we recorded. Um, I haven't eaten all day. I love that. Honestly, I- When you take care of yourself, sometimes you're bad at feeding yourself. That's exactly. the thing about quarantine. I'm like, I don't go anywhere. Do you- yeah, have these days where you where you don't eat at all until like right now, like four p.m. and or there's yes. other days and you eat at like nine a.m. You're like, I woke up and I'm starving. Yes, my body makes no sense. Yeah, there's no medium. It's always uh -uh. the polar opposites. Yeah, either I'm gonna die and I need to eat something immediately, or I haven't even thought about my stomach all day, which I know is unreal wild some might say really but yes but yeah <laughs> but that could be good because what you're just you're using the energy that you're getting from the food yesterday you just didn't you just didn't use it all right you no know, your I body's mean, being resourceful so efficient so resourceful a theater major through and through use whatever you have use, <laughs> use the room the use the space use the room use the space use, the use your space. past memories do you ever when you're doing when you're doing comedy if you ever find yourself like but let's say you're in the middle of an eight-minute set, and you're okay. and you're can like. Can you imagine doing you, an eight-minute set? Imagine it. <laughs> can you imagine it? I haven't done a set in a while. I stopped. In I stopped month? doing Zoom and, and Instagram shows for a while. I wasn't having fun doing them. Like, I like doing your show. Thank you. It I'm was gonna, nice. I'm gonna bring it, it back nice. up again. Oh, good. It was really fun. I liked doing a little bit of performing, a little bit of banter before bed. Yeah, and it's the. Perfect I could go to time bed happy. Bed. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I gave, I gave myself such a rigid schedule with that. Like mm -hmm. it, I, I, after like, what did I do it for? Like two months straight Monday, yeah. Wednesday, Friday. And I think I you skipped were... one Friday because I, I went home. I just realized I didn't book anybody all day. And my roommate was mm -hmm. watching drag race and I was like, I'm going to watch this. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get a break, but yeah, you're allowed to have a little break. Yeah, but like ha like uh, two months in, I was like, out of nowhere, you gave yourself this three day a week fucking thing where you're like, I had to like, I was taking it way too seriously because I had no other output at the time. I was right. like, write the, ten write, write the monologue jokes, yes. book the people, write funny songs, and it kind of became a lot. Right. I mean, that's very overwhelming to do all by yourself, but also it makes sense to give yourself such a rigid schedule when there's literally nothing scheduled all day in this exactly. period of time. It just becomes like a weird 
mess of like, oh, I woke up and I guess I'm going to bed and I'm going to wake up again tomorrow and that's what I'm doing. Like, yeah, it's good to have a creative outlet that, yeah, you're taking extremely seriously in a way that's like, maybe not the healthiest, but like is better than not doing anything. Yeah. In I, my opinion. No, in the, in the beginning of, of, I know that I did that at the beginning of quarantine because I was like, oh, because I, I forget who I was talking to. It was like the second week of quarantine and I was feeling kind of down because I remember the week. So the week quarantine hit, uh, Petey was on tour with Alana and he asked me to cover his show for the whole time he was gone and I was getting paid for that. Cool. And, and Obsessed. I had a week full of shows that I had like, I had been to uh, multiple times and was finally booked on them and they were all already sold out. And I just finished writing like a shit ton of like comedy songs and I was like working on a one man show. Like I felt like I really had this momentum that I was fighting for for so long. Yeah. And then it was like fucking ripped out from under me. And, and then fucking COVID comes in and says, sorry, bitch. Yeah. And I'm not trying to make it sound like COVID came for me personally, but she came for me. Um, she did. And she came for all of us, but she also came for you. She, I feel like, here's the thing. She hit everybody, but she looked me dead at the eye when she struck me. <laughs> <laughs> she looked me dead in the Don't, eye when she punched me. You're going to feel this, Joey. Yeah. But I <laughs> think I'm That's my impression of COVID. <laughs> you know what? I'm getting everyone, but Joey, Joey's going to fucking feel this one. Yeah, you're really going to feel this, and you're going to remember me. Have you, did, you, did you ever get, so how many places were you? Uh, with your boyfriend during quarantine for the past five months. You were, you, you were in one place for the longest. Was it Michigan? I was in Michigan for the longest, and then I was in Arizona after that for not as long. So I was in Michigan for three months, and then Arizona for a month and a half. Okay. Why did I feel Michigan like was actually almost four months. Michigan actually almost was four. Yeah. Was so, it, did you go on a road trip at some point? And that's why maybe at one point on your Instagram, it looked like, like you drove to Arizona. We drove to Arizona. Okay. So technically, I guess I also was in Oklahoma and I was in New Mexico. You know, I like drove through these places, but I didn't actually stop anywhere. I like no pooping until Arizona was the goal. Honestly, how did you do that? I used a lot of self-restraint and willpower. Was I was like, I can't, because the thing is we were really nervous because I didn't, we were just going to gas stations and we weren't gonna stay anywhere overnight. So we drove like 38-ish uh, hours in total. Just oh my like God. the way through, we slept in the car. I tried to stay up with Jeffrey, my boyfriend, when he was driving during the graveyard shift, like overnight, like the worst period of time, 2 a.m. And I really did a bad job staying up. I was not a good co-pilot. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm also a shitty driver because I learned how to drive in New Jersey. So oh, you shouldn't yeah, allow yeah. me. Don't allow me in a vehicle. No, New Jersey driving seat. is very similar to Miami driving, which is like in, in Miami, you have two polar opposite uh, levels. It's either you are fucking rushing to wherever you are and you're late because of you. Like no one <laughs> yeah, made you late. Really. You just got ready 20 minutes late. Or you're so defensive because everyone else is just trying to merge lanes and right, there's so only one lane. Where are they going? Yeah. Um, but New Jersey's uh, very similar. Jersey's also like that. Jersey's like mm, the roads, the lines on the roads, the speed limits. Eh, they're just, you know. They're suggestions. Suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> they're, not, they're just suggestions. So I didn't drive. 
I was You're a passenger lucky. the whole time, which was nice. And we would stop in gas stations to fill up the car and also to like use the restroom. And I just was like, I want to be so careful about not touching anything, not interacting with anyone or anything, just like get in the gas station, get out of the gas station. Yeah, because what if you were the one person in the car ride who fucking shakes a cashier's hand and then you yeah. bring it to the car, you know? That's and then the I fear. bring it to the car and I don't want to do that. I, I love my boyfriend and I don't want to be the reason he gets sick. Dude, there was one point of, um, there was one point, so, you know, like if, if you get it, like it could usually like lie dormant for a couple of days, apparently right. before it shows there mm-hmm. was, I had, I got some family shit going down. So I flew to New York after being home for a month and a out. My thing was I was in New York for a month and a half. Then I came home for a month and a half. Then I went back to mm-hmm. New York for two weeks. Now I'm back here. I fly back next Friday. Um, Whoa, that's a, all over the place in the last bit. Yeah, the last part was I went back to New York for two weeks. I had a little bit of a panic attack after being back. Uh, yeah. Also, it just it genuinely felt maybe it's a it's a Hispanic thing, but like once I left my family, I was like, "You're betraying them!" <laughs> like they're <laughs> like like you like they need you there. They I okay. I offer nothing to this house. I am another face. <laughs> To, to look at things. My mom will yell at me to like, like fix the pool and I'll do it, but I don't <laughs> know what I'm doing. Occasionally I make a soup. I'm good at making, the other day I made swordfish and, and that was it. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm a good cook that when sounds, I try. That sounds like you're contributing. I, I think really, you're being hard on yourself. But swordfish, there's too many days in between. That's fancy. Okay. There's too many days in between the helping to justify me being like, I need to go back home. My family needs me. Because right now it's just a lot of yelling. And also I leave my cups everywhere. <laughs> oh, you know, guys do that. It's really? so weird. Why I do like men knowing I can get water anywhere. Everywhere. Why do men leave cups everywhere? What is Be- that? Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. If my house has, this, this house has one, two, three, four, five. It's got like six rooms if you include the fact that the, 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 the entryway, the living room, and the kitchen all open floor plan. So okay. six, six big rooms. Mm-hmm. I want to stay hydrated in every single fucking room. And we own so 20,000 cups. Let move me your have cup. Them. Move no. your cup. Take no, because- your cup with you. I have one cup that I'm using. I know exactly where she is on this desk with me. Okay, but if you go into your kitchen- I'm going to bring this cup. And if you forget it, are you walking back into your room to get your cup or are you just going to grab another one? And then you're going to go, I have a room cup and I have a kitchen cup. No, I'm probably going to come back and get it if I need it. Because I also probably need something else in my room because I have stuff everywhere. I love stuff. I feel like I'll these- I'll make an excuse. <laughs> these little <laughs> things like our, like our personal rules with cups, I feel like you learn more about someone in these moments than if, <laughs> if you told me like a whole story from your childhood. Right. You know, like right now, yeah. what I learned about you is uh, uh, you're a good friend because you leave nobody behind. You're no. going to take, take everyone with you. Like if you make yes. it to the big leagues, the, the crew's coming. coming with. Yeah. If um, my boat is raised with the tide, everybody else is getting on the boat. It's all getting on the boat. And you don't- Everybody's getting on the boat. You don't wait. You tip. You tip well. Yes. I feel like I learned that you tip well from that. I do and tip well. Twenty percent every time, baby. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. You even even if you get like one beer, that's seven dollars. Do you ever just do like the one dollar and make it eight, or do you do one forty? Um, I'm tipping. It's eight forty total. 
I think if we're talking, it's a bar and I'm tipping in cash, then it might just be a dollar for the one drink. But often if I get two drinks, I will tip $2. Good. Even though $1 is also probably acceptable. But bartenders have a difficult job. And also I miss them. I miss them too. Bartenders, I miss you. I, I did. I, what was the, a great bartender is Karen at Queens Brewery, uh, where PD runs that Thursday show. He, mm-hmm. when he did his outdoor show, I went to one uh, when I was in New York for the past two weeks, and just Karen taking care of a line that was fucking three hours long. She was pouring out those drinks. And when I said hi to her for the first time in four months, what'd she do? Poured me a fucking lemonade with extra vodka in it. She is a queen. And I I love bartenders. You know why? Because they all just love everyone to have a good time. Sometimes it's even past the fact that they make money. And I think that's what I love about it. Yeah, I love that too. Also, I love that she's a Karen who is changing the dialogue around Karens. Yeah, she's an exception to the rule which I love. And she might change the rule for yeah. Karen's. She could change the rule for Karen's. Um, Jenny, are you on Are you on TikTok? Yes, but I have not talked in a You've long only ticked? Time. I've only ticked. I'm only ticking. I'm not always talking. Um, I haven't made any in a while. And I mostly was just posting things that I had made for Instagram previously. And that is not a good strategy. It's I not- found that out. You know who you it's working to- for, though, is Luke, Luke Monez. He's posting really? all of his videos that are already on Instagram and Twitter, and he's almost at 7K followers already. Wow. Just from those. And he started, I think he started last week because he followed me last week. We messaged each other, and then I had two go viral, but he's continuously putting out these, like, really funny videos, and it, it, just, it just keeps going up. That's not fair because he's already so tall. <laughs> right? He has a win <laughs> already. Like, that's not fair. Luke. You already have too much going for you. I, if there's one, if there's one thing I've learned during quarantine uh, is that I feel like I've really allowed my height to affect my personality. Um, <laughs> okay, in what ways? Because I, I, we're not interacting with people a lot. But no, when, whenever I see little. someone, exactly, like very, and whenever I interact with someone and they're tall, it just surprises me so much and I kind of cower a little bit. <laughs> before, before I bring myself back to, you're a person who has value. And, no. and I'm just picturing you like a sweet little puppy. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about someone being tall where initially I'm like, you fucking know more than me. I don't know. You, <laughs> There's more knowledge up there than anything that ever makes it down to me. I think my being petite makes me very powerful. Yes. Yes. There's a I, lot of energy and power in a teeny little package i think it's because you what's the what's the average what's the jesus christ i forgot how tall you are are you like here on me like when we hug are you like on my eyebrow i'm like joey's pointing to eyebrow and then also to (laughs) mustache tip and then also to chin and i feel like i'm at mustache tip (laughs) i'm like tip of the mustache height yeah well what what's that would make you like what, like five three? I forgot how tall you were. Yeah, like five two ish. What's average female height? Because it's five seven for I men, think, and I'm fucking. Yeah, right, I think it's right like there. five five, five four, five five. Do you do you find yourself because I I I don't notice it because I'm a guy, so I'm looking at what average guys are. Do you ever find yourself feeling a little bit self conscious when you see like a taller woman who is just very confident, very very like they. 
I like mean, I know taller guys get to rock clothes that I like. I don't yeah, look as good in I short mean, shorts. Than I love tall women. I also love short women. Yeah. But I love. I mean, like there was a short season of America's Next Top Model. So the thing is, we can also be models. Beautiful. So. You know, Wait, when you say short season, what do you mean? Like everyone was like every woman on the show was under five six, and usually to be a model, you have to be at least five six. Wow. Oh so, yeah. So petite women are coming out there walking runways too. Beautiful. I know, but yeah, I mean, like I am definitely intimidated by like personalities, less by height. <laughs> I think me too. Yeah. There's something. There's yeah. something about when someone is. Okay, this, when I was just back in New York and I got to see people again for the first time in a while, um, mm -hmm. which is a phrase I think I've now said 10 times during this episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's okay, we're just, we're really in this weird in-between time where we're like, we can kind of see people, but we kind of are not. It, so. it really like, is. Like, it's right, very weird. Back home, all I'm seeing is my family, the kid who lives next door, and the one, uh, my, my little brother's, uh, one of his best friends from high school who we go golfing with. And that's it. Sorry. Siri is freaking out. Tell Siri to stop. Siri, leave me alone. Is there something else that can help you? No. <laughs> Tell no, Siri, you nothing. can't help me. You can't help me. Sorry, I'm bringing out my iPad. Do it. I Tell live at home, quiet. okay? I'm living a glamorous <laughs> lifestyle. What was it? When I what was it? When I was in this Okay, so you know, you know when you're at a show and you're and you're hanging out. Let, let, let's say you showed up to the show a little bit after mm -hmm. it started. So you're not there like during the time everyone's talking and then it becomes the show. Showed up late. Now everyone, there's like a corner where everyone who's like been hanging oh. is at. And you roll up to that corner and okay, people are I'm already I'm already starting to get like tense in my chest thinking about this right Me now. Like too, I feel a weight. I mean, it's like uh, uh. <laughs> like so that's that, the scariest place in America, that corner where the comics are hanging out. Genuinely. Because you're like, do these people like me? Or do they want to kill me? Or would they eat me if they had like a fork and knife? <laughs> <laughs> you're rolling up to the corners and you see people literally pulling out utensils like, yo, shut the fuck up, Jenny's on her way. Yeah, I'm like, okay. Um, and I'm hungry as fuck. Um, yeah, I just, I, that is so, Truly, I'm so intimidated by that moment, which I know in general, I am probably just more anxious than needs to be true. But some yeah. for yeah. some reason, I think also this is part of the reason why I, I do do comedy and like performing. But like, I just want those people to want to hang out with me so bad. Yes, I absolutely, I want them to look at me like not only as like a, as like a friend, like someone who you yeah. want to talk to because they're there. Like, you're not like, oh, I'm going to talk to Joey just because he's here. I want, like, I always love when people are like, oh, Joey's here. Yeah, like, thank God. But on top yeah. of that, on top of the fact that I'm like, because most of the people, if they're not my close friend in comedy or they're not someone who I've like just taken the time to like nurture that relationship, they know me as someone who fucking dances and is loud at the Oh, parties. yeah. And we you love know? that about you. Which they love. I love about myself as well. But it's like, you know, oh, it kind of like. Before we get to, I just need to say, when I told Jeffrey that I was doing your podcast, he was like, oh, I love that sweet, sweet man. I Quote verbatim. I, I need, love that sweet, sweet man. I needed that. So I just need to say that right now because I'm I just reminded right of the time that he met you. And 
it was one of the parties where you're really going off. So, <laughs> I mean, there's, I think there's literally no other way to meet me. If you meet no. me, if, if you meet me and I'm like how I'm talking right now, this is, I mean, you know, I'm calm. Even my normal voice, mm -hmm. it kind of sounds like I'm yelling no matter what. Um, yeah, you do have a little bit of that. You know, I got a little bit of a natural yell. My whisper is a yelling. talk. This is me yeah. whispering. This mm -hmm. right now is me whispering. Right. Um, but if you meet me at a normal level, when you see me at a party, then you think I am on cocaine. Mm -hmm. And you think I'm like tripping balls. When in reality, yeah. that's the real me. Right now, I'm a little contained. Right. You're subdued right now. But the real you is like just did a bunch of lines and is living <laughs> their best life. Everyone and I know who's ever done coke tells me that if I did it, my heart would explode. Have you ever done it? No, and I'm very scared of it. I'm actually very, a lot of people I know, including my own mother, think I've just done so many different fucking drugs. And I have only, I have well, only you're also ever touched. from Florida. And which you're a good is just dancer. drug tapping. <laughs> yeah. You're from Florida and you're a good dancer, Joey. Thank you. <laughs> Those are two things I would say <laughs> that you've <It's>, tried cocaine. <laughs> I mean, I like, like, I don't even like drinking as much anymore. Like, there was one yeah. night, one night when I was just back in New York, I got, I got like, I got drunk because I went on a, I went on a date and then I hung out with people and. You went on a date? I did. So and it's like kind of dating. It was, I, I don't like it. Oh. I don't like it at all. Beep, no. It's, I mean, I, I don't know what it is about date. I mean, I haven't, I haven't had the date in three, no, three not and a half long years. Time. Yeah. And I feel like your your personality is just like so much more under a microscope than than even when you're in like the corners of a comedy room, you know? Right. Like at least then there's like forgiveness because I feel like a lot of people in comedy are like, oh, a lot of us are fucked up. <laughs> so mm -hmm. let's give them the benefit of the doubt right there. But I feel like when you're dating, it, like once you throw out a red flag, it could just like set the tone. For... Yeah. Well, then the person's like, sorry, I got to find the one. I don't actually have time for this anymore. Yeah. This versus, this... you know, in the com in the comedy room. Yeah. Like they're not deciding that you're going to be the father of their children someday. <laughs> yeah. Which, <laughs> like, I mean, I, I'm not even sure. Unless I, they are. Unless they are. They could know. be. They could be. For they all I know. Be. But. I don't like. I, I don't know what it is. Like, maybe, maybe it's because I just went through a breakup. But like, yeah, I was is like, it a full breakup now. It's a full on. It's a full on breakup. Oh, um, so it's just kind of like a break. Like maybe you would potentially get back together when I last talked to you about this. Yeah, it's just the the fight. The fights were getting a little a little yeah. bad, and they just like it, it. Just seemed like nothing was going to get resolved. And I truly, honestly think that if we were in person, it just, it would have been solved better. I think it right. would have been, but there was something about everything being dealt with on the phone and, um, yeah. Cause you and, don't actually get to see the person's face like in person or feel their energy and like things yeah. can escalate or get weird and awkward. And, and so. she just, you know, she saw me a lot just like doing Instagram shows with friends every day and, um, I think it, I don't know. I think like, I think the idea that I was like actively like trying to like find things to do or like eat up my time, and, like be productive in a way. And I was finding ways to like nurture my other friendships during mm -hmm. quarantine. And I was like putting a lot of energy into that because my thought was like, I get very, one of the ways my anxiety really shows itself, um, is 
I just, I think everyone's going to stop being my friend in two seconds. I think people are yeah. going to like leave me like in, in just like a moment's notice and some, and I, and I, and I, I always think a, they're not going to explain it. I have abandonment stuff too. And you know what that's usually about? Yeah. A, yeah. It's about a parent usually. It really is. So it yeah. Is. So I, I absolutely have the same thing, Joey. It's really it's, hard. It, and, and it, I don't know about you, but it manifests its way in two different ways for me. One, I either like barely try to be your friend. Like I try to be part of your circle. I try to make you like mm-hmm. want to hang out with me. Like I get the feeling of you wanting me in your life in some way. But then when you start like texting or calling me, I'm like never available or I can't mm-hmm. go to that thing or whatever because I'm, I'm bailing before you can. Yeah. Uh, and that's my armchair understanding of it. And my other thing is... uh. I just, I just, even if someone's like really close to me, I kind of, I, I, I take every comment as like a personal attack because it's like something that needs to be fixed or else they'll abandon me, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm like that too. I will, I will think about every single interaction and be like, this person still likes me, right? Like we're still okay. Like, and sometimes try to overcompensate to be like, you can't want to leave me because I'm being this great a friend to you. Like, yeah you know, in a way that's maybe overwhelming or not needed. But I try, like, I get really nervous too that friends or friends or significant others are going to want to just like leave me someday or like not give me the love that I need. Yeah. So we love that. (laughs) We, I mean, this is just beautiful. Do we love that? (laughs) So did, do you feel like the fact that you got to be with Jeffrey throughout quarantine helped you, um, kind of not have to not fall into that hole as much because Sophia left me the first weekend that quarantine happened. She like, she went straight to LA, which I understand because flights were cheap and, and she was staying with her aunt and uncle in New Jersey. So she just kind of had to take care of it. We never talked about staying with each other. It just never happened. Um, but I feel like the fact that I was like alone for that month and a half, aside from our phone calls, which were like an hour, like three different times a day, I was like, I was like, oh my God, all of my friends are gonna forget about me. Yeah. You know? Or they're gonna like not try. But then I started getting texts from people who I feel like normally wouldn't reach out to me. Mm-hmm. And I was and I was like FaceTiming rather than texting like a lot of people and it kind of helped. Yeah, that's but, good. But I don't know. It made me feel like I was like, wow, you lived in New York for seven years. You went to college there and you do comedy. You've been building up this network and you're going to like completely fucking lose it now because of this. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's so fair. I totally understand feeling that way. And I think, yes, it really has actually helped me a lot to, I, I mean, I would prefer there wasn't a pandemic. I don't want the pandemic at all. I would love for it to be over. Absolutely. But I will say that it has brought me and Jeffrey much closer because we've been like, we moved in together with families. Like we weren't just living the two of us, but we've been spending most like every day together for about five months. And it really kind of solidified for me, like a comfort in a relationship that I've never had before. Like I'm not worried. We're apart right now. It's only been for about a week. Um, because I came to New York first, but he's going to come in the next few weeks. But I, 
And I came back to audition and because like things are kind of opening up right now and he wants to wait until he has to move mostly because his current apartment is like very teeny and he doesn't want to be working remotely from there. So that would be really problematic. So that's, that's kind of why the logistics didn't really work out for us to come at the same time. But now, even though we're kind we're separated, I at no point during the day am worried or concerned that Jeffrey doesn't miss me or doesn't love me or isn't excited to like see me. Yeah. Which like, I think under other circumstances, I like when we were first dating or like with literally anyone else I've ever dated who, you know, and I've never been in this serious relationship before. I, I would be nervous still like texting, like, does this person still like me or is something else going on right now? Yeah. And then it w- I would have to like go see them, go on a date with them, like stay over, do whatever trip or whatever we were doing to then feel solidified in the relationship again. Versus now I'm like, oh yeah, I'm confident that this is working, that this is really great, that we both are thinking about each other and we're yeah. like living our separate lives right now, but we're fine. Like we are so solid. And I love that. Fuck. Me too. Me. I fucking love it too. And it's just like, I've never really felt this way about anybody. And I've also, I think I was never in a place in my life to feel this kind of secure in a relationship. Like I really needed to do a lot of growing and have a lot of shitty relationships with people who are not trustworthy to then be like, Oh wait, this is it yeah. should feel like this. This is better. I'm fine. That's so. what you just said is literally, literally what I think was like the finishing blow to to my past relationship because, mm-hmm. and that's also why I'm not like angry at her. Like when I told friends mm-hmm. like, oh, like Sophia and I finally broke up, there were some friends who said, oh, fuck that bitch. You know, like how friends do when you like break right. up. Like, oh, or they're like, they're, I'm taking your side no matter what. And these are all the things I hated about this person that I did not tell yeah. you while you were dating. Like, and, the, and these are also people okay. who like, they weren't, they weren't like close to her. I had some friends who like know her, but like they weren't close yeah. to her. And the first thing I had to say was like, no, it's not even like that kind of breakup. You know, it's not even like yeah. a, it's not a, it's not a fuck that girl, whatever kind of thing. It was like, it was just like something something continuously got in the way and it just couldn't get worked over. And I think at a point, like if you have issues where I don't, I don't know if that's like the nice word. I don't know. But if you have issues concerning like, I don't know, like trust feeling like you can be loved in that way, which I was fighting anyways. Like there's a lot of times she would like try to fucking cuddle me when I'm sleeping and I, and I just like couldn't do it. Like I'm, I'm a little, I'm, I can be, I can be a little soft to the touch. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm very polar opposite with my, with my touch. It's either you can touch me or, or, uh, it's either, it's either you can't, or I'm like fucking bear hugging you and, and, and right, I won't like, let yeah, you go. I can't get uh, but I get, I get claustrophobic in that way. And I learned where okay. it comes from. My, my mommy doesn't even allow us to like really hug her. She'll do it and be like, what do you want? <laughs> like push oh. me off. Um, oh man. Isn't it so sad how our childhoods come to get us when we're adults? For, and like, leave me alone. Real. Leave I me wanna, alone. I want to grow. I love that. I'm 28 now. Like, yeah. I don't need any of this stuff I was feeling when I was 10, okay? Even, even, who I was, even who I was in college follows me. And I'm like, I am so insanely different than who I was yeah. even last year. Yes. Two even or three that, years even ago. Even January of this year. 
Oh my God. Like, and yeah, the, <laughs> the growth in the past four and a half, I don't, I don't even think I would have had the ability four and a half months ago. If Sophia and I broke up to go, I know where I fucked up or I would like, I could have been angry at her, but like, since it happened during all this time, I had so much time to reflect. I was able to be like, Oh, you know what? Now that I have like time to like, look at it. We like, we, we, we just, we, Oh my God. 10 different thoughts just came to my head at the same fucking time. No, um, I mean, it's complicated. You know, it a is. lot of things that are happening at the same time. Yeah. That's, I mean, this sounds like it sounds really healthy the way you're looking at it. And I'm sorry that it didn't work out. Cause I thought you guys were a lovely couple, but also, you know, yeah. at a certain point, if something's not working, sometimes it's just better to be like, we're not going to fix this. I still appreciate you as a person, but like, we can't have this kind of relationship. Yeah. And we were trying to like, you know, she was, she was seeking therapy. I started like, there was just, it just seemed like there were certain things we couldn't talk to on our own, uh, uh, uh with each other. But like, you know, you, certain things you just have to go through by yourself. And I didn't yeah. even know that until we broke up because I was, I don't know. I think I also have a lot of, I personally have a lot of trauma and other, uh, well, I was going to just talk about it. Then I realized I wasn't ready to do it. Um, no, I mean, you don't have to, but there was, but there was, uh, I'm not your therapist. Turns out I'm not ready for it. Um, (laughs) but you know me, I like to, I like to be able to like, there's one thing I love about, uh, doing podcasts or even just having friends who uh, understand that there's like, I hate to say the word content, but just like material, like things to learn from like just hearing people be able to be vulnerable and honest. I think that's how you become better friends with someone is not that you like mm-hmm. shared dances on a dance floor, like when I'm fucking sweating my shirt off and all that, but conversations mm-hmm. like these are how you become better friends with someone because there's oh, a, yeah. more of a trust than something like that. But like, I don't know. Once we broke up, I maybe like the second week after that, I was like, oh, you, you knew it for a while, but you never like said it. You have anxiety. You're not anxious. You, mm-hmm. you have terrible anxiety. Um, you're, you're possibly bipolar. Um, okay. And have you gotten diagnosed for that? Or um, are you talking to people about it? I, the only, the only person I haven't gotten uh, a diagnosis from is a psychologist who I've gotten who I've gotten maybe you are this is from a bunch of doctor family friends or family they're like uh, my mom said it when I was younger and then I called her out not called her out but like brought it up a while ago and she was like I never said that and I'm like mom you said that when I was 18 and I've kind of like held on to that thought for years what do you mean you never said that yeah you don't forget that you remember that for the rest of your life my my as a it's weird having a parent who is a doctor because instead of being like, this is how I can help you, they do diagnose you a lot before they <laughs> say anything. Like, I, I couldn't focus. They're like, you have ADHD. You're like, okay, <sighs> these are your symptoms and this is what you have. Yeah. Um, but, but. Oh my God. And then they take out their prescription pad and they're like, here you go. Actually, they yeah. can't. That's legal. Yes. I'm glad I wasn't going to say the next thing I was just about to say and you reminded <laughs> me about it. Um, but I don't know. I definitely, I definitely would like to put um, a face to whatever, whatever monsters are going on. Yeah, monsters. Uh, whatever, whatever it is. Just because right now, 
I mean, I practice med- the the way I start my days now. It was not like this before quarantine. I was attempting to do this before quarantine. I wake up and I write morning pages and I Hell write. Yeah. I love the fucking morning pages. Even oh if they God, even if too. they feel like you're writing nothing. Even if they Absolutely. feel like you're writing bullshit. Um life-changing even if it's three pages like maybe the last page i'll get like one thought out and i was like oh that was bothering me um and now i'm just like aware of it you know yeah and then you can do the rest of your day your day doesn't start until you get all that bullshit out on the page exactly and And can you believe she wrote this thing in the 70s and she was so right i honestly get kind of disappointed in myself when i find out about a new thing that's it's new to me but then I look back and I'm like, oh, I could have had these answers when I was like a teenager. You know, I wish I found the artist's way or or, yeah. or someone sat me down and was like, hey, Joe, you're like a little bit more angry than usual. Mm-hmm. Why don't you face that when you're like, and I'm like 15, instead of me being like 25 and being like, oh, maybe that's blocking all of your work. You're really angry about something and you don't know what it is. Yeah, but you know? we're, we were stupid before. I'm hey, I'm super fucking dumb. I I'm I've been, stupid now. And and that's not going to change. And it's not going to change. <laughs> but I've been reading a lot during quarantine. Okay. And by reading, I mean comic books and um Hi. I've gotten okay. really into comic books, uh graphic okay. novels if you will. Um Yes, okay. What which ones? Uh I just finished Watchmen and I uh Oh yeah. Well, that's a classic. That's considered a novel. It it definitely is because it takes 8 hours to read and there's like 20,000 words, which is what a book is. Yeah, it that's just so a, happens. Yeah, it's a book. It's just a book that also has illustrations and like a really sexy blue man. Yeah, oh, that blue man is hot. Hot. Didn't know he was played by Billy Crudup in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. I am going to rewatch have you the seen, movie. Have you seen the miniseries though on HBO? No, I am about to. I was, I was about to and I, and I started, I started you reading it. You have to. It's so good. It's so good. Also watch it before the Emmys because I think they're all going to win Emmys. I think I just even knowing what I know about it, I think it will, because um, mm-hmm. I fucking love that show. Not that show, the the book. Um, it's uh, really good. What am I? What else? I got a lot into like the Batman comics, and Batman's not even like my favorite my favorite superhero at all. And he's also, very broody. So that checks out. He's very broody. Batman is like very upset all the time, and it's just like Bruce, you've got so much money. Well, the like, ones you're that fine, I'm reading, babe. you're, you're going to yeah. be okay, no matter what. Like, babe, you're good. I mean, like, I'm sorry that your parents died. But, and I, and I, but, and I hate to say this, Bruce, but get over it. You're fine. <laughs> Dude, you're okay. You don't even need to put on a freaking cape. You can just like go on to an island vacation. <laughs> My mom told me when I was younger, uh, she was like, money isn't everything, but it's, but it's way better to cry in a Lamborghini. <laughs> or something and I've and I've always <laughs> held on to that. Um that's very silly. Okay, mom. But the 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 Batman comics I'm reading right now cuz I've also always been a Marvel guy. The DC movies suck and that's kind of been my introduction to them forever. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, DC is not as good as Marvel, but if DC wanted to cast me, I would absolutely do it. Absolutely. But Absolutely. But DC you know. has amazing animated series like their cartoons are always great. They just kind of don't mm-hmm. do well with the movies. Um, they don't. They don't suck. It's just they. They. I feel like they tried too much to copy Marvel and lost. Lost track. So I'm like okay. a Marvel guy, but now I'm like only reading these like DC comics. I'm not reading them one by one. I'm reading like, I looked up like if you're gonna read graphic novels or comic books because this is like right after Watchmen. I'm like, holy shit! I think I actually like love this art form. 
I looked up That's all amazing. the ones. Yeah, I love it. Like I found something new Hello. that I love. You and found a new thing you love. That's I, amazing. I, I'm currently reading all the ones where people are like, if you're going to read graphic novels, read these. And yes. it, I already read Mouse, uh, but I- I don't know anything about that. You don't know about Mouse? I know nothing. Mouse is, I knew about this before I was like, I think before I even knew about Watchmen because um, they had it in school one day or something. It's two parts. They came out like years apart from each other, but there's a guy, he won the Pulitzer Prize for it. I think maybe the Nobel, I don't fucking know, but he- Okay, we like it. We love awards. Awards I, are fun. I'm going to butcher it because I haven't uh, butchered the, the description uh, because I haven't. And then right after this, I have to get into the next segment of the show that I realize I've just been so into this conversation that I haven't done. I know we're having too much fun. But um, <laughs> his grandfather or his father was uh, in the Holocaust and he, oh. and he like wrote, his grandfather's telling him the story of him in the Holocaust. And this guy, it's also a memoir. I can't, I can't remember if it's a memoir of the writer or the, or the, or it's a biography of the grandfather, but it's like the guy spent 10 years making it. And there's even a book about it called Meta Mouse that is like 200 pages long explaining how he made it because cool. it's like, so like every single choice down to like the angles of the panels, like to the comics, like means something like there's one page where like you wouldn't notice it on first hand, but like, uh, there's like one page where like the, the frames actually, like if you look at it, like shape out a swastika or something it, like the oh, way wow. he like it's like the way he tells the story is amazing and he and he could have only done it through that medium the That's way that he cool. wanted to tell it and it's 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 amazing i forget why i read it i think someone in college like a class made me read it oh because i was in a documentary theater class and uh, and someone told me it to, all comes back to theater it all comes to back <laughs> to theater studies um but, that sounds awesome yeah, I'm like, I'm really into it. And my mom's like judging me because I'm reading fucking comic books every single day. And I'm like, these are, these are better than yeah. a lot of fiction books I've read. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I support you. I mean, I'm spending my days doing lots of bad crafting. So listen, it's whatever gets us by. Whatever we can do. I, I, and, I, and, I, and I think it's good to have those things that fuel you for when you get back into actually being creative. Right. You know? I think that's true. And binge watching Survivor. I need to mention that too. I need I've to. I need to get back double to double digit seasons. Oh my god! Uh, I know. I love I, it. It's so good. I now have so many theories about what I would do if I were to outwit, outlast, and outplay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Jeff Strobe, take ready. me, send me to Fiji. Um, the last reality TV show I saw was three episodes of, I think it was Love is, or The Circle with Yodoye and the whole time we were sitting there going, this is so fucking stupid, but we couldn't turn it off. I don't really like The Circle. No, I like bad. the ones that are, it's bad. I don't like the ones where you're catfishing. I'm not really interested in that because it just like feels that. too real and problematic and scary to me. I'm like, yeah, I, I would prefer that people are actually who they say they are when I talk to them on the internet. Um, but I like... <laughs> I like the dating ones a lot, like The Bachelor and like um, Love is Blind, incredible. Yes. Um, yes. And um, the one where they weren't allowed to have sex with each other and they were all hot and they were on a beach. What's that called? Sex Island? Yeah, Sex Island. <laughs> That's the premise. Sex Island. No Sex Island, actually. Um, sex is banned island. But I love those. Those are so fun. But then I also really, it turns out, like the strategy strategy games like Survivor. 
I need to, I, I have to, because I need to give myself something. I, I don't know about you, but when I'm watching uh, the, the critically acclaimed shows or like things that are supposed to be really good, half the time I'm like, instead of enjoying it, I'm like, what makes this good? What, what, can, <laughs> I, what can I get away? Uh, what, what am I walking away from I'm here? Taking What's notes. the lesson? Yeah, instead of like yeah. just enjoying the show. Um, and I feel like reality TV allows you to do that. Like you're like, there's nothing yeah. to gain from this. No, just turn your brain off and just, you know, be entertained. Have fun. Take a break. Have fun. Yeah. Which brings me to this. Okay. Jenny. Okay. Um, it's time I ask you about your story. Okay, my story. A story in your life where you believe there is a lesson to be learned. You're aware of the okay. lesson. You know how to frame it. You understand there was something there. Uh-huh. You even tell your friends, hey, don't do this or do this. Yeah. But you still kind of struggle to put it in your daily life. Okay. What's the story there? <laughs> So my story is (laughs) slash my advice. Do not be attracted to magicians. That's my advice (laughs) 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 that I can't take, (laughs) that I'm failing at taking every single day of my life. Um, that's so, so funny. Jeffrey doesn't, does, I, he doesn't do magic, right? No, Jeffrey does not do magic. I was, dude, but, I would have, I think I would have died if you were like, no, but he knows a couple of card tricks. He knows a couple <laughs> tricks. I do have to say that I did date someone kind of casually who was not a magician, but he knew how much I love magic. And like, he did know a trick. He showed it to me one night. It was like, the my card was on his phone. I what? freaked the fuck out. And you yeah. know we had great sex that day. I mean, come on. If he can, if he can do that, I, 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 I bet he you he that? knows how to make people orgasm. If he can oh, do that. Oh, yeah. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> so Jeffrey, what I'm saying is please learn a card trick for me. Um, no, I <laughs> don't go full okay. magician, but just read a book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like watch a couple of YouTube learn, videos. Learn something. Uh, okay. I think magicians are very hot and I need to stop thinking that. And everyone in the world needs to also stop thinking that not that they are currently, but don't, <laughs> don't, don't start. Um, I, I love magic. Like I, I think it's very cool to be amazed. I love when the trick works out and I'm like, how the fuck did they do that? And magicians yeah. ultimately are extremely confident because they are people who, despite the haters, are like, this is what I love and this is what I'm going to do. And they're wearing a vest while they do it. Like, oh, it they usually so- are wearing a vest. They're wearing a vest because vests have pockets so you can hide shit. So that's important. Oh. If you're a magician, a lot of your job is hiding shit. Yeah, because they, they can't do cargo pants because it's too low. You'll see them do this. There's no sleight of hand. Yeah. For those listening, I bent down a lot. <laughs> yeah, he bent down a lot <laughs> to demonstrate wearing a cargo pant. I love doing uh, physical uh, bits on an audio medium. Yeah, we love that. We love to just mm, visualize what it might have been. Um, it's really up to the listener. But magicians, yes, they're often wearing a vest or they're wearing a suit jacket and they're hiding shit and they're being really charming and then they blow your freaking mind. So mm. I was had a huge crush on this mentalist who I'm not going to name. Okay. But he's is the he person famous? who re- He's not famous, but he is like well known in the New York magic scene cuz it's not that big. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's like 
um, you know, then if I named a comedian, you'd be like, yeah, that person, I know who that is, okay. but yeah. it's, it's like that. So the magicians know. So I had a crush <laughs> because, you know, he had a beard and he could read minds. So I went to a show and my sister was supposed to come with me and she bailed. Oh. So just me alone at the magic show, which okay. I'm already setting myself up. For yeah. You know the vibes. You know the vibes. <laughs> I'm there by myself. And like, if there is one place that it is weird to be alone, it is a magic show. Like you don't ever see audience members who didn't bring a date with them. No magic. If you're alone at a magic show, I think you just went through a very traumatic experience. Yeah. And every single other show in the city was sold out. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're you in pain. To go. <laughs> yeah. If you're at a magic show alone, you're absolutely in pain. You know, uh -huh. you, you know how gamblers have to sometimes like if they're if they're trying to get out of gambling, they have to call a casino and go, hey, I'm going through the process of quitting. I need you to like ban me from. Yeah, your... don't let me come in. <laughs> you if you ever live in L.A., you have to call the Magic Castle and go, hey, I love what you guys do. Don't you ever let me in here. Joey, it's too freaking late. <laughs> <laughs> it's way too late for that. Um. <laughs> and I'll get there. But I <laughs> I have this crush. So I went to the show by myself and I sat on the side. Like there was regular seating and then there was seating like on the side. It was at Three's Brewing, um, the one kind of by the Barclay Center, like that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There are two venues. So in their side room. So I'm there. He asked for volunteers all the time during the show because that's what magicians do Absolutely. they talk to regular people and i you know like worked up the courage to be like okay i'm gonna be a volunteer and like he could tell that i wanted to for sure i was giving off the energy like i'm obsessed with what you're doing Perfect. and yeah he calls me up for an exercise where you have to write down an object that you use every day and put put it on a piece of paper seal it in an envelope, hand it to someone that is not him, and then he's going to guess what that object was. Okay. So he starts asking me questions about what the object might be, and he's like, do you use it multiple times a day? And I'm like, yes. And and I'm not actually supposed to respond. So I'm only – I'm supposed to be dead – I'm – I'm supposed to be dead faced while this is happening. So I'm standing in front, like not making any expressions, just like listening. But the thing is, so he's like, it's something you use every day. And you know, I'm not saying anything outright, but like, yes, it is. And then he's like, does it vibrate? And I was like, yes, not, I couldn't show that I, it was yes, but the answer is yes, it does. And then he's like, <laughs> It's an electric toothbrush. And I was like, yes, that was it. That was it. He got it. And he flirted with me. I got I oh, got it. He got it. Same. And oh. he was flirting with me in the same freaking bit. And I'm like so pink at this point. I know I'm like blushing so hardcore. Yeah, you're on stage. Once once he said vibrate, you're like, oh my God. <laughs> uh, I'm dead. So I leave that show, a changed woman, but not, you know, the same, same level yes. of obsessed with this guy. So I'm like, absolutely, I am going to book him. So <laughs> I then book him to do my show. 
And then we exchanged numbers afterwards. Was it Jenny's birthday? And it was Jenny's birthday. It was my <laughs> show where I pretended it was my birthday every month. And it was before I was at Union Hall. It was when I was at um, Legion Bar, which is now... Um, Easy Lover. Easy Lover. Yeah. So it was in the like back room... <laughs> of this like shitty bar that I loved, but like this shitty bar, not a real venue. He was booked on my show. And then we exchange numbers and then we go on a couple dates and like he does do stuff like we're eating dinner or whatever and then the knife disappears and then it appears again. Like he can do shit like that on the reg. And of course I loved it every time. Yeah. I didn't even talk about excited. Yeah. Yeah. It was so exciting, right? If there's one then, thing I know from from all the movies where where it's like a middle aged couple and they're like kind of going through like they're like oh our our marriage is boring oh we're, you're so boring everyone's so boring with a magician, I mean every fucking day you can't find your pen he goes here it is get the fuck surprises every fucking day. Come on. Also, I, I'd actually get sick of that though. <laughs> I'd be like give me no, my pen. I mean, okay, <laughs> I kind of I loved it and we there were like shadow puppets. He could just do shadow puppets. Oh. So, you know, like we're hanging out in bed and he's like doing shadow puppets. Oh. I loved it. Some That's people would so be hot. like, <laughs> it was hot to me. I know all of our listeners are like, this is messed up and I can't believe you liked this. But yes, <laughs> <laughs> I really did. Um, I was delighted. But then we had only been going on dates for like less than a month, really not that long. And then he sends me an email to be like, uh, actually, I don't think I'm really ready for a relationship. This was his great disappearing act. Yes. <laughs> that was his disappearing. He just sent off an email and let Gmail do the rest. Oh my. And like, for my last trick, you'll never fucking see me again. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Um, I mean, like, he could have also, like, magicians invented ghosting. He could have done that. I would have yeah. been devastated. But, like, Do you very- think it was, it was, it was it's, it's better to get the email, right? Because, wait, I how were you? nice. I would have preferred if he called me. 
I mean, I got the email and then I called him right afterwards and I was like, got the email. Like, okay. Of, and of course the email was honestly the worst fucking way to possibly, I think maybe the, the only other way that would be worse than that is a voice text. Like you couldn't even text yeah, it. You just like, like a voicemail or just like an audio message on your phone and you play it once, then it deletes itself. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Did he just break up with me? Did, did he just mm, break up? <laughs> um, so yeah, I got this email. I called him and I was like, okay, well this email, like this felt like a little extra, but cool. Sounds good. You're not ready for a relationship. I get it. And the thing is magicians always have something that makes them not able to be in a committed relationship because they're magicians, Joey. Why (laughs) else would they make magic and deceiving people their career? Oh my God. When you frame it that way, their job is lying. Their job is lying, Joey. Yeah, because they're they're not even telling like they're not even like telling story because stories are lies. They're fake. You know, you're telling stories, you're telling. Stories are lies. But Matt, that's you're fucking lying to people every single night. Straight to their face. Wow. Oh, you know what they're probably know, great right? at? Gaslighting. Oh yeah, a hundo p. And like <laughs> I've never heard anyone say it like that. A hundred percent. A hundo p. A hundo p. A hundo p. Magicians. Mm. So, okay. I know this and I'm telling everyone advice right now. Don't fall in love with a magician. Don't casually date a magician. Don't like, don't be attracted to magicians because they're only going to hurt you because their job is not telling the truth to you. But after knowing this story, but after knowing this, you know, I went to the magic castle. Come on. You know, And you know I followed a magician that I followed the headliner on Instagram and you know he followed me back and you know I was like Oh so those DMs are not general requests those are <laughs> DMs those are straight those to are the account DMs. Those are primary DMs <laughs> Oh my god So you know I tried to do it again but that didn't work out. He's he was LA based, and also like no, absolutely not. I can't date a magician again. I am actually trying to take my own advice, but you know that I am also like really yeah. But you actively like, chased this one from the magic castle. <laughs> you I like did. that's like you I took did. affirmative action on getting that done. He made his his puppy appear oh. out of nowhere, and then it's his puppy. Jesus Christ! Dude, How wanna, cute is that? It's I'm cute, and so it's bad. manipulative. It really is. Dogs are it's both. Isn't it crazy that there's a whole subsection of guys who just get dogs because they go, I can get laid more now that I go to the park with this dog? And the thing is, they're right. Yeah. See, <laughs> I, I want one because I, just, I want a friend every single day right. that, that depends on me because it makes me feel like I have yeah. a place in the world. Mm-hmm. You know? I've heard that a lot of when, when older people get like a cat, it just helps them feel like, hey, look, I'm take, you know, I can't die. I'm taking care of this cat. Right. I have this cat. But cats, honestly... I don't know. Take them or leave them. They don't need you. They'll eat your face if you die. They'll eat you. They'll pull Absolutely. You. They don't even need a fork and knife to eat you. They'll just eat you. Have Have you had to give the magician advice to anybody? Like, has anyone ever been like, hey, guys, I met Did this- I date a magician? No. No one has asked me. Okay. But this is what I would say if they asked me. <laughs> Although I'm sure there are some magicians who are like in healthy relationships and I'm so happy for them. I do have a, I have a close friend who is a magician that I'm 
met because I've booked him and we've become friends. And like, he's got a girlfriend and they seem great. But like, that. she also is living with five doves as pets. What because the, the doves he uses for his tricks are pets. What? Oh, okay. I, for some reason, I did not put two and two together. I thought straight up he was like, wow, here's a girl who has very similar interests as me. No, no, no. She he, owns he brought the doves. doves. The magician absolutely brought the doves to the relationship. Joey. Imagine he just lost all of his doves and he's like dating this girl and he's like, you know, he's, he's, <laughs> he's trying to date and he's like, I'm still kind of sad about all my doves. So I, and she goes, I, I own I five doves. Five doves. I didn't stop at four and I never made it to six. <laughs> I, I own five doves. And he goes, would, can I marry you so we can make them a shared asset? Married on the spot. They would get married on the spot and the doves would fly out of their cake. If you're, if you're a, a magician, do you think doves are tax deductible? Yeah. <laughs> They're part of your business expenses for sure. Everything you need to get that dove is, is part of your biz. I feel Absolute. like we've really learned a lot about you today, Jenny. And Have I we? I really, <laughs> the thing is, no, this is very unsolicited advice. <laughs> <laughs> the advice I'm giving is like useful to probably no one because everyone is just like, yeah, absolutely. I'm not attracted to magicians and I will not start. Yeah, it's not even like, like, like you being like every single day, eat your veggies and people like, well, like I needed to fix my diet. You're like, don't date magicians. And no one's like, didn't fucking plan on it, Jen. <laughs> okay. Ah, Siri. No, this is my buzzer. Okay. Uh, do you have somewhere to be? Um, Sorry. Okay. Did it. Listen, it's okay. Have you ever been in a okay, very, perfect. have you ever been in a very, very serious conversation? Um, and the phone rings and the momentum of the entire thing is thrown off. Are you telling me I ruined the podcast? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but <laughs> but have you ever been? This is that that was our anxiety showing up right then and there. Was are you telling me I fucked up? Are you telling me I messed this up? Um, yes, it has happened. Um, For sure. Also, have you ever ruined a conversation with a fart? Or some no, might say that, that, that makes all of mine better. That makes, makes all of mine better. I one of my favorite TikToks I've seen uh, in the past week, uh, and there's plenty, but there's one where it's 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 a racist white guy getting mad at a at a black driver for like he didn't cut him off, but he's like saying he cut him off, and he like goes up in the car, like he walks out of his car, goes to the door, and as he's walking up, he goes, "Get the fuck out of the car! I'm gonna beat your dick off!" And the guy starts laughing. He's like, "What?" He goes, "I'm gonna beat your dick off!" And uh, and the guy filming goes. Well, that's that's a little gay, huh? To the guy, and the guy goes, "No, I'm gonna beat your dick!" Oh, and then and then the fight ends. <laughs> like, <laughs> I forget oh, man. what just made me feel like I needed to bring that up, but I I just, don't know. I just I ADHD is what made it happen. No, I just I'm just thinking about that, and I'm like, Ugh, how sad is it that being called gay is a negative? thing that's, that's all that's okay. my current thought i'm like that's homophobic no but that's that's one of the fucking weird things about about tiktok it's, it's, it's awesome to be gay being gay is better than being it's straight awesome for sure. you're cool if you're gay you're cooler than me by so much absolutely be, and, not just that because i like magicians like also you're cooler <laughs> than me besides that you'd be cooler than me even if i didn't reveal that today two things <laughs> the reason that i the reason that i like i Growing up, I always thought like people who 
if someone's able to like come out as gay despite like any like family uh uh not disinterest if, if your family doesn't fucking like that about you whatever that is they don't they don't support mm -hmm. you um or or despite friends or anything like like living in a community right or the community that? that might not necessarily be supportive of it yeah. like my high school at, when i was in high school was a really difficult place to be out absolutely so it was very brave for the students who were it was really like, brave and awesome for anybody who could do that i'm like you know yourself so much more than i do at this moment and anybody who fucking hates you is just insanely jealous of the fact that you know who you are, you know? Yeah. Um, but one yeah. thing I've noticed on TikTok and also mm -hmm. in our, in our, in our current climate, like either on Twitter or, or Instagram, whatever, any, any social media, whatever. Um, but mostly TikTok right now, because it's a very immature platform. People yeah. Get, people well, get people very are young. They're the very young. The demographic is like very young. Okay, the first week of TikTok, I I almost left the platform because I was like looking at it, and there'd be like a really cute girl, and I and I'd follow the girl, and then look and at then TikTok. She's fifteen, and then she's fucking like fifteen, sixteen, and I'm like, I'm like, you yeah. can't, you can't like feel weird because you didn't know that, but I still feel disgusting because I followed because she's cute, you know, right? And then and then and then you have to like unfollow, and then and then she you got go, a thirst follow, yeah, and, and it just was wrong. They were thirsty, but the and thing it is, feels like, wrong. Teen, I mean, teens are hotter than we were when we were teens. They dress better. They know how to do makeup. They yeah. are way cooler. They're socially conscious. Teens are fucking hot, but not in a way that is illegal. Exactly. Um, but but <laughs> no. but on TikTok, a lot of shit that gets. I know. I tried to like end that because I was like, just don't say anything else before you fucking Stop. say Dang anything. It. You're going to get us in trouble. We're both getting arrested. Um. But on TikTok, a lot of the shit that gets popular is like some real problematic shit. Like it's like like a lot of the stuff that shows up on my, on my for you page, and I don't like it. Like I'll like I'll view it, see the joke, and then not it. like like it. It'll like still show up like these like really problematic stuff. Um, like there's a lot of like disability jokes on there and a lot uh. of shit like that. And like like for example, that joke, I I don't the the one video I just mentioned, I don't like or think is funny because the guy goes, that's a little gay, isn't it? I like it because that, that one guy gets to see um, that he's being a fucking idiot. But oh, yeah. I, then he's I like, oh, know- right. My phrasing, beat your dick off, does yeah. have other connotations. But there's people who like it and laugh because of the fact that it, it's a, a machismo guy going, oh, what I said is quote unquote gay. Ah, you know? Like yeah. that's the thing about it. Um, I don't know. Also, the way I just said that made it sound like I'm so holier than thou and why I laugh at certain fucking things. Jesus Christ. Um, but, you We're know, fine. it's all fine where I mean, TikTok. Listen, I'm TikTok a diarrhea comic on there all... and I'm going to write it out. <laughs> It's all algorithms. We don't even know why we're seeing the things that we're seeing. I oh, get all- I know why people, I know why I see my shit. I get a lot of poop jokes on there and I really want to oh, leave. I, I want to uh, leave that subsection. You're the king of the poop jokes. That's why. My, my, my for you page is all uh, hip hop and movies and mm -hmm. then poop jokes. That's it. <laughs> And half a, I just have for interest. It's like you're getting you're getting a lot of film, you're getting a lot of music, but we gotta make and then sure that you got spicy. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> mine is all marketing, like social media marketing. Which the thing is, like, I do like it. Yeah. So I should be getting it, but all social media. And marketing. you're great at it. Thank you. And fashion, 
I like mm-hmm. the ones where it's like, this is the outfit I'd wear if I was this. I like those. So fashion, yeah, social media marketing, and then I get a, I see a lot of the dances. I, I'm not seeing, I feel like I'm getting a lot of like, I, I, I'm getting a lot of uh, where people like write out jokes and they act shit out or stuff like that. I don't really get a lot of the dances, but maybe it's because I haven't been posting them as much. My little brother and I posted one and I do a couple because- Oh, like, I've seen that. Where you so take cute. turns dancing. Yeah. That's so cute. I love it. And we want to also keep making them. look like brothers. It's very sweet. Yeah. People, when we went golfing the other day, uh, the guy who was taking our carts was like, you guys don't happen to be brothers, are you? <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> You're like, you got us. <laughs> but um, what gave it away? Our faces. Our faces and how we talk and act. <laughs> was it our faces and everything else about us? It's <laughs> <laughs> that we came together. <laughs> We TikTok made my little brother and I like make stuff together and like what like he filmed the one I put out yesterday that was like Aww. day zero of not pooping the bed like shit like that. He helps me like like oh wow make some ideas. It's funny. Are like, you gonna like, make that one every single day? I'm going to because the dance one doesn't seem. Have you seen the dance that I do every single day? No. I for I'm sixteen not that <laughs> TikTok's talk showing me that for sixteen days straight. I have been filming me do a dance to a song that I just learned came out in 2004 that goes, I get all my girls to be a little bit sexy. And it's like the little thing. And I just kind of made a dance and I have to do it shirtless every day. And today I'm going to be on day 17 and it's it's not getting a lot of likes, (laughs) but if you don't do a shirtless, we'll never see you again. They'll come for you and they'll kill you. I've gotten comments that say, if you do any TikToks with a shirt on, I'm going to be angry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Carly Hugendyke saw my TikTok and said, these are all so funny and so thirsty. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Um, we do acknowledge that you are going on dates and available right now. So yes, we acknowledge Um, that. Yes. And, and I think I'm, I think I'm really, I have gotten a lot of followers from my, my Instagram is linked to my TikTok and I've gotten maybe like 30 Instagram followers in the past week. Most really? of them, yeah, most of them girls. Because I, I went up 1,300 followers on TikTok this week. Wow. And, and there's been some uh, uh, rollover. Maybe I got to talk. Maybe, you, hey, stop ticking, start talking. Okay? Maybe I got to talk the talk. Um, But a lot of them I got to take the talk. Yeah. Well, and I, I are think they, maybe okay, it's Okay, but how thing. old are they, Joey? They are old enough. I checked. Okay, good. I checked the DMs. Okay, good. If not, block them. I, I left I left a lot in the in the requests. Yeah, but you can't, um, you're not invited. Sorry. Get out of here. But one of them <laughs> and one of them is in New York, and I'm like fucking. I don't know. Maybe fucking <gasps> do a DM. Do a flirty DM. The whole DM thing scares me because for life so long, is fucking I'm, uh, short. Do the flirty DM. Live your life. It is. Anya tweeted out a funny tweet this week that um. You don't have to say tweeted out a funny tweet. You could have just said tweeted, Joe. Um, no, but tweeted, she tweeted out a funny tweet. <laughs> it made me tweet, laugh. Tweet, she said, she said, um, uh, just regretting all of the friends I didn't have sex with because I valued the friendship or something like that mm-hmm. because life is too short. And I was like, wow, like I haven't, I think the reason I've had so little sex is I was like, I just need that person. I, I want that person in my life forever and sex will ruin that. <laughs> Um, and I think now at 25, you know, let's just fucking, let's go, Joe. Let's live life Let's a go. Bit. Okay, yeah, I love it. Let's get some stories. Joey, I support it. 25 is a really good time to be. Um, I think so. To, uh, like sexually adventurous, have a, a fun, sexy time, meet a lot of people. I mean, not necessarily during a pandemic, but like. A pandemic's general, a little bit of a scary time. 
Yeah, pandemic's a little scary time to be like dealing with fluids, but yes, <laughs> dealing with fluids. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, even even when yeah. I I when I when I went on the and then I'm gonna get into my next segment here. Oh, um, good. When I this makes me feel like I need to also be moving my mic. When you're like, I just hold this because mine kind I'm of like, looks like a penis, and I know we're talking about, but this is. <laughs> I like that's the blue, right? A blue yeti. Yeah, I almost Gabby bought that Bryan one. Had this mic, and I thought it was so cool, so I got the same one. It sounds really nice, and I think I might even leave this one for my mom and get that one with unemployment money. Does your mom pod? She wants to do a podcast. She's a doctor. I've told her multiple times. Uh, you know, she gets she gets nervous when she speaks in public. Uh, she kind of like doesn't, doesn't stutter, but she just like, you can feel her like have to like think a little bit. And I'm like, mom, there's like a couple of things I want to help you out with before you get into like a thing where you're like publicly speak. She also says the same thing like 20 different times before she just mm-hmm. kind of like lets a note happen. And I'm like, I'm like, mom, let me help you with a couple of things. And she's like, she's always- like, nope, I just want to get fucking started. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I, I want you to succeed. You know? The nice thing about podcasts though is she could edit it. She could take out all that stuff. Oh, she's not going to touch a single fucking thing. <laughs> it's farm to table. Even right now, I told <laughs> her. <laughs> I even told her because I was, I was just recording this and every single day I've been home. Uh, right now, when I'm leaving to come do this, she goes, you have to show me how to podcast. I go, mom, I, got I can't tell you again. I record it and I'm going to send it to Leif and he takes care of it from there. And Shout out to Leif. Exactly. He's my producer. And I also, I pay him to do it. And I, Leif I, is doing God's work. We love it. He really, Leif is honestly the, the best person to have in my corner to do this. I love you, Leif. He's not going to hear this. He's probably not going to, he's not, he's probably not going to listen, listen to it when he's, <laughs> he's going to, he's going to edit to it. He's usually in the room when I, when I record. He doesn't um, listen to it when you, <laughs> I don't, I think, it up? okay. Because to be honest, I didn't look at the time. This episode's going to be one of the longest ones I've recorded, and I'm not angry about it. Um, you can also cut all of it if you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can release 20 minutes. <laughs> he, uh, what was I just going to say? He, he's usually in the room, and I love having his laughter in the room because it gives oh, you that okay. feeling of, uh, of um, you know, having a crowd mm-hmm. uh, in the room. Because when I've been recording these intros, I don't know about you, but... Um, uh, I, maybe two, like three minutes tops is how long an intro has been. I do it really quick. I say like a couple things and I just go, without further ado, here you fucking go. And um, I have to redo it for like a whole hour. I keep doing it. And I feel like if I just did it in the room and I got like a laugh from Leif, I'd be like, that's it. You know, I fucking got it. You're done. Even like right now on Zoom, like I I did it. I did the little intro instead of doing it separately. You gave me a little chuckle. I'm like, okay, this is fine. I don't need to redo this. I loved your intro. It was perfect. You don't have to do it. Yeah, but there's there's something about doing it in a room by yourself, which is the only reason I haven't, uh, uh, I have another podcast that I'm going to start. That's just me kind of ranting. Two podcasts. Two. Joey. Yeah. But it wow. scares me to do because I, uh, the main reason why I'm scared is, is okay, because, yeah, uh, if I were to talk about any, uh, anything happening, uh, uh, politically or like anything going on in the news, I'm aware of what's happening. I'm very aware. I'm, I'm, I'm active in discussing it. Uh, but my vocabulary is so lacking that I would just, mm-hmm. I, I'm still like reading books and, uh, filling gaps yeah. in my knowledge that I don't know that I, if I were to talk about anything, 
I just, I fear that I would just like, there'd be like no one in the room to check me. I'm like, uh, using like the wrong word or the wrong whatever, which I know we're not supposed to worry about anymore because you're spo- people are supposed to start getting comfortable in talking about things that no, make but them. That's good. I mean, it shows that you care that you're thinking about this, that you're like, I want to say this in a way that expresses how I'm feeling about it. And also is using the popular canon right now because it changes very fast. Like being woke on Twitter takes so much daily work because yeah. things that the vocabulary we're using and also the general feeling and learning that's happening is so quick. Yeah. It's so fast. So I, think, I get I get that, Joey. I don't I, I think the reason I never liked Twitter is because I felt like I could never catch up. The amount of times I look at a tweet that's got like five thousand likes, it's referencing something I never fucking heard of. But then there's yeah. people commenting like, can't believe it. Like that just happened. I'm like, what did I fuck? What am I not looking at? I got I my suggested things. I looked at everything. What am I missing? I know. I think to be good at Twitter, you really have to be engaged in it all the time. And I and my, I think that's why I really fuck with TikTok because mm-hmm. I can look at it for like ten minutes. Yeah, ten minutes tops. I know everything that's trending. I get what people think is funny. I understand what's funny today. And on top of that, I'm more of a visual guy. I don't yeah. like, I, I don't want to edit all my jokes down to 160. I'm a long-winded guy. I know there's people out there who think that that's not good comedy. I don't give a fuck. I make people laugh in a long-winded fucking way. I don't care, you know? Or maybe I have to do it yeah. some way different. But TikTok works for me like that. But every single time I've tried Twitter, I'm like, I'm just like, I don't, this just doesn't work for me. You know, I don't and like it. Twitter, I think Twitter also, the attitude is generally upset. Like people go to Twitter to complain a lot. It's not, it's, be, it's really not a positive. Feed. No, it's a lot of negative things on the feed. And I think TikTok has negative things for sure. But I think in general, it's celebratory. It's, you know, it's like more yeah. fun, having fun, enjoyment, positivity. I will say it's weird. It's weird to uh, be promoting uh, uh, Hmm. diarrhea jokes and me doing little stupid dances um, when there's people being kidnapped in unmarked vans. But yeah, that's um, fucking horrible. You know, but uh, not in a good place in the country overall. But also, you're bringing you're making people happy, Joey, and that's important. I felt yeah. I I've been getting maybe it's because I'm like finally getting to the point where like. I have a, a larger ratio of followers who like, they don't know me. They're not my friends. They straight up just found my shit online and now they follow me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I don't have fucking like 20,000, 50,000. So I'm able to like look at all of my DMs. Uh, and I've gotten like a lot of people in the past week who have literally DM me to say that I made them laugh or that yeah. I made them have a good time. That's beautiful. Um, I put up, I put up a... Uh, um, um, a video for Yoko on my Instagram story the other day. Mm-hmm. And she literally messaged me being like, you just made me laugh so fucking hard. That made me feel good. Thank you. And I was Aww. like, um, I don't know in the pandemic and everything and not being able to be on stage as much. It's really made That's it kind of like worthwhile and reminded me like why I fucking do it. Even yeah, with the podcast, one of my little brother's friends who is going to be producing some music for me, uh, for my comedy songs, he, he like needed a microphone. He like asked what kind of microphone I had. Uh, and I told him like what it was. And he was like, Oh, by the way, really fucking with your pod. And he oh, said yeah. that 
he said that like right up but you know like some you know with comedy and all that stuff like or art people could say that you don't know if they fucking like listen or whatever well, he's definitely listening to your podcast because you don't bring up a podcast like to lie about listening to the podcast yeah but in the you text, just don't have to mention the podcast yeah you could just but everyone fucking has one but he, everyone like, has one and most people are not listening so you don't have to say anything he mentioned something I said uh, in like the episode that just came out the day before. Oh, wow. Okay, and, he loves the pod. Yeah, and it made, and I was like, I was like, oh shit, you really listen. And that's also anxiety. I, I put this out and I think no one fucking listens to it and I'm pouring money into it and, all, and it doesn't fucking mean anything. That's what my thoughts are, but I still keep doing it because I know you have to get past that to succeed. Um, but, but you made that one guy's day. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, I do listen. I listen at work when I'm able to like have earphones in and like I'm allowed to do stuff. And I was like, I was like, fuck, that's like, that's what I do with fucking Conan or like anything else. Like, I don't know. I've had, I've had a lot of things. Uh, The first couple months were hard for the quarantine for like thinking like, why do I do this? You're not going to make money at this for a while probably. And then I've just had a couple of like reminders like that, like, oh, this is why you do it. Because to be honest, in the back of my head, in the bottom of my soul, uh, when people say like, someone could be a doctor and I'll, and I'll, I'll like, I'll message a girl and they'll be like, oh, doctor, nice or whatever. They go, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I'm a comic. And they go, oh, that's cool too. And my first thought is always like, yeah, but not doctor though. And they go- Right, but I'm not saving lives. Yeah, and they go, um, well, what you- they're like, no, making people laugh and smile is an honorable thing in itself. And something about my broken brain, like, even though I love art, I think it's important because uh, I don't just want to do comedy. You know, we, we want right. to be in the theater world. We want to do everything else. Um, in the back of my head, I still don't think I'm doing anything important, which is. Well, it's also, I mean, it's because we're always kind of seeking positive, aff- like positive affirmation. Mm-hmm. Like, we thrive on people laughing or people saying like they like this thing. Like the reason you kind of put yourself out there is for people to respond. Yeah. So it's like any moment when you do get that kind of positive reinforcement is so important and so helpful. And like, and it's hard because it's very difficult when you're doing this profession to give yourself the, confidence and the like yeah you're doing the right thing and yes that was good and that was funny and I'm proud of this like finding that internally is so difficult when it's a profession that is really based on outside feedback yeah I don't so you know I don't know about you but the reason that the corners of to make it come full fucking circle before we go to our next segment um, oh yeah the reason that uh those corners of comedy shows or parties or whatever feel uncomfortable to me is because I'm forcing myself a lot of the time. Because one of the things, comedy shows are late. I usually had a whole fucking day right. <laughs> before I go to them. And I still have to be high energy. And personally to me, I feel like if I show up to a show and I'm low energy or I'm not fun, people are going to, one, think I'm about to kill myself. And mm-hmm. second, um, they're like, they're, people aren't going to be drawn to me or want to have me around. Right. Um, so... I like exude, I, I try my best to exude this kind of confidence or like this sense of belonging in the room. And internally, the whole time I'm feeling this is fake. You're faking it. Right, they like see fuck. it and you're faking it. Yeah. You know? Um, and that's why that shit gets kind of fucking draining. But 
Who the fuck knows, man? Hey, we're complex. All right. We're really complex. We got layers. We're so complex. Shit. We have so many layers. We're onions. And we're I don't I'm know. A beautiful little onion. We're beautiful little onions. And I I'm proud of the work you're doing, Joey. I think you're doing great stuff. Thank you, Jenny. You too. Hey, um, thanks. For our final segment before we oh, before our, we bring this to a close. Okay, yes. Is our audience questions. Oh yeah. The these finale. Are, these are people who uh, reach out. They either need advice on something mm-hmm. or they just ask a general question. Okay. Now my rule, Jenny, when answering any of these is the same yes. as your story. If you give any advice or you or you help with anything, you have to own up to when you yourself haven't heeded it. Okay, yes. Because I personally think the best way to give advice is to is to show someone or let someone know of the the learning experience you had doing it. Not the yes. fact that you're just like, hey, don't do that. And then you fucking fuck it up too. Like, you know? Yes, I love um, it. Gotta be honest with the advice honest we're with giving. The be honest with the people. Here's the first one. I feel like we kind of hit on it at one point, but we are okay. gonna go more in depth into it. Um, I'm not gonna say a full name, but this is, uh, this is actually from a friend of mine. Okay. Uh, one of my best friends uh, from college, actually. Well, I haven't seen in a while and mm-hmm. I hope she's okay. Um, how do you get through tough transitions in your life by using creativity? Okay. Great question. Very good. So, I mean, very difficult. I think the nature of tough transitions is often that it isn't conducive to creativity. Like when you feel like yeah. things are bad or you don't feel comfortable or you don't know what's going on, like that's the time when it's the most difficult for me personally to be creative. Yeah. Like you need to have a lot of time to kind of adjust. So I feel like my advice is first, don't put any pressure on yourself to be creative or to have a lot of output. Oh my God. Yeah. That's my, just no pressure about whether anything is going to be good that you're making or like you're not, you don't have to have any good ideas. All your ideas could be trash that's yeah. fine. Like, but set aside time, specifically like morning pages related time would be amazing to actively be like, well, I'm just going to write things down. Or mm-hmm. if you're not really a writer, then maybe you're making voice memos or maybe you're, you paint. I don't know. What you, I don't know what you do, but you like, <laughs> if you schedule the time when you're going to work on whatever the craft is. And then try to do something and like if all of it is shit that's fine it's shit it goes in the gar it goes in the garbage and it's done and then you just do the same thing the next day and you also have to make sure that the time is constructive it's not like all the time it's like this is the specific amount of time when i'm gonna try to do a project and the rest of the time work on other things, do other things, watch Survivor, yeah, craft, yeah. like do silly stuff that doesn't matter so that maybe you'll take a shower, go on a walk because maybe you'll get an idea when you're doing something that isn't related to the creative task. And what I do need to say is that I'm really bad at taking this advice because I personally get so upset at myself all the time if my ideas are bad. 
I'm like, oh, you yeah. haven't thought anything good. Everything you're doing is shitty and you haven't put out a comedy video or written a new joke in months and you suck. That's like what I say to myself internally all the time. Uh, no, absolutely. The amount of times I have, I've, I've sat down and like written, uh, I don't know about how you write jokes specifically, not like video ideas or anything, but just jokes is I'll like yeah. free write for like 25 minutes on one idea mm-hmm. and then like kind of power up uh, a uh, bullet point it or whatever. And like, mm-hmm. be like, what am I really going to talk about? I'll finish after writing for 25 minutes. And instead of just giving myself the ability to feel happy yeah. that I finished that, because first of all, I have already gone through what you just said of giving, of giving myself like a specific time, mm-hmm. like, or, or sometimes I give myself the specific length of like write two pages or three pages. Yeah. Time usually works better for me. Um, yeah. It's just structure. Yeah. Because I used to, especially in the beginning of quarantine when there wasn't like, oh, I'm only free from six to eight because I'm working or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was getting up in the morning, writing my morning pages and then just going, okay, create with your 12 hours. Right. You're not going to make a no, single thing. No, it's not going to happen. <laughs> because you're either always going to go, you're either never going to finish anything because you're always going to think you can edit it later. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're never going to just decide on one idea to focus on for 25 minutes. Nothing's going to make you happy. But when you go, I have to, this is why I fucking love deadlines. Um, mm-hmm. When Me you- too. When you only have 30 minutes, you're going to go, oh, I thought of this idea. Let's see where we fucking go with it, you know? Yeah, 100%. So that's, that's my advice. I think constraints, set aside specific time, throw things out there. It can all be poop and don't worry about it. And then spend the rest of your time not worrying about it, no pressure. Yeah. And then hopefully that'll help you to just – Find think, it naturally. Yeah. Like, and when it comes specifically to the fact that you're like going through a tough, uh, um, oh, yeah, a, a tough like transitional period for that, I mean, I don't know. People, people deal with, I haven't necessarily dealt with, uh, a lot of issues through my, through my art. I just kind of internalize them as a toxic man mm-hmm. and let it show up in other ways. But, yep. um, but, I don't know if you, if you're healthy enough, uh, or aware enough to be able to like write about something and not be scared of the fact that you're like writing those words down. Like there's, there's a thought that I had last week where I remembered something that happened to me in middle school that I, I legit just haven't thought of in years. And I was like, Oh wow, that, oh, that fucked me up. Um, But like, I, I think if I wrote it down, I would just hate the idea that it's like on paper, someone could find it. Even me just going back to read it. I'm like, what if I read these words when I'm not in the mood to read, like, you know, something like that. But if it's something like right now, which is the pandemic and nothing feels like it makes sense. Mm-hmm and you have a bunch of time, I do agree with the time blocking and allowing, allowing things to just be shit because, yeah. I mean, you know, fucking even with TikTok, I'm throwing out videos every <laughs> single day. I'm throwing out like two or three videos a day. And, and they're, they're art. They're masterful. You're Da Vinci. But, but you're only seeing the ones I'm sharing <laughs> on, my, on my story. The other ones I'm, I'm putting on private after they get 10 likes in in. in fucking like five days and I'm like oh this bombed and then I also learned the TikTok algorithm sometimes things can blow up a month later so just leave everything up and who cares Whoa. but um 
but you know, I'm scared of things looking shit all the time. And the reason I feel like shit, I, I don't know why, why my friend would or why anyone else thinking about this question would be, but I feel like shit when I make bad things because I'm still not solidified uh, in my field yet as a peer yeah. to a lot of, like a lot of my friends, a, a majority of my friends are so much more successful than I am mm-hmm. and living off of this art form. Uh, and I still kind of feel like the little brother in everything. So like if I have a joke that's not funny or a video that's not funny, instead of being like, oh, Joey's trying something, we know he's funny, so it's okay, throw it out. Uh, I think I'm totally ruining my base. <laughs> and like and like people are like, oh, wait, he actually <laughs> fucking sucks. Like immediately. Yeah, well, like, he'll like never I'm losing. like his comedy again. Exactly. Quit. Yeah. So that's what, that's what my fear is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I say get the fuck over that. And I'm a hypocrite because I deal with that every single day. Yeah, every single second of our like, waking lives. Yeah, like like right now I'm very self-conscious about the fact that, I mean, most of the things I'm sharing on my Instagram are poop. <laughs> are poop talks. And I mean, hey, people love it. So Everybody poops. Uh, everybody, hey, and that's why it's relatable content, baby. Yep. Um, every single person. Every single person. And we're going to move on to, I feel like, I feel like we answered that. I feel like, I feel like we did a good job. I think that was an amazing answer. Um, We're going to try to hit two more. We have, we have about 15 minutes before we hit 6 PM here, Jen. And And we have to stop. (laughs) Yeah. Then I think we got to give it a break. And Um, and it's illegal. Okay. But here's, here's a nice one. It doesn't have a story attached to it. So we don't really get, usually when people give us questions, there's like a little bit more, uh, okay. and we can we can get specific, but this question is, and this is the reason why I think we're going to be able to answer it uh, with some time, is just how do I gain control over my insecurities? I, I, I wish I wish I knew what kind of insecurities. Uh, girl, like, I don't know though. My well, response is, girl, I don't know. Um, I mean, uh, okay, I'm trying to do affirmations. Meet. <gasps> I just started doing that. My vocabulary with them is still lacking because I found like for Me a while too. I was writing a bunch of like I am and then I heard that you're supposed to like write it where like you already have what you're going through or instead of like uh, I don't you know, know what the rules are but I, I think yeah it, it works if you're saying kind things to yourself or like what the like mantras that you want to remember for the day. Like I am trying to do that and uh, I'll write it down in my morning pages every morning and I will pick, I might do the same one for a week or, you know, like I come back to the same few all the time. Um, Here I feel like I've got, oh my God. Okay, we're totally fine. Everything's fine. Um, Jenny, that is so fucking funny. Your face. I wish the people listening, if they're not, I mean, I wish they saw your face. The surprise of everything falling. We're all fine. Um, Oh my God. But yes, um, ultimately you need to post a video of this happening. Okay, Um, to me. Okay, I'm pulling out my mantras. Um... (laughs) I like this. This is this is a peek into Jenny's world more than we've already had. You're really had. seeing it. You're really seeing it. Okay. Um. Okay. This is a classic. I'm a talented person. 
That's a good one. Every day you can say that. I like I'm a that. talented person. Good one. Um, the only rule is work. If you work, it will lead to something. Or hmm. the alternative to that is everyone is scared. Work, you big baby. I like that one. <laughs> is the other side? The other side of that. Um, do you do you take the big baby part as a joke to yourself, or do you think you're like speaking? Yeah, a little it's negatively? a little tongue in cheek. It's a little tongue in cheek. It's a little bit like you're being a baby. Yeah. Um, it's not like you big baby bitch get over it we're like it's more like mm, okay baby you're being a baby don't be a baby um yeah, yeah. yeah but i'm a fucking genius that's a good anytime when you're like oh, that thing was so bad like oh i just i haven't written any good jokes in a month and you're like yeah but i'm a fucking genius i love that i mean it seriously um what else uh oh you don't win the lottery without buying a ticket that one is from Eat, pray, love, but it works. Yeah. I was like, where did I hear that before? Eat, pray, love, but it's true. Um, Yeah. Oh, what are you curious about? That's a good one for like trying, like what what am I even doing? Why am I doing it? What, like how am I going to be creative? Like what am I curious about? Just like what would follow your curiosity. Yeah. Those are all mantras. Okay. And I'm still insecure. Those are different than, than affirmations, right? Mantras are different. Okay. Yeah. I guess they are different. And ultimately I'm not an expert and ultimately I'm still very insecure, but I, I, I'm aware now at my, at my ripe old age, um, (laughs) of, of allowing myself to feel like a fucking idiot when I'm learning something new, because beforehand I really had to be a genius at everything whenever I touched it. Yeah. Even now, like I tried producing music when I was younger and I couldn't do it because I had to learn music and the production at the same time. And I just felt like a fucking idiot every time I went to my computer. And right now I allow myself to laugh at myself when I'm fucking up. I allow myself to take my time. I give, I, we were talking about time blocking. I give myself more time than I used to. Yeah. Um, uh, even with learning Spanish, Spanish was one of the, it was like the first language I learned, uh, and I kind of forgot most of it. And now like, instead of having that ego of like, you should know this, uh, you're supposed to be fluent. I'm like allowing myself to fuck up how I say things. And, uh, I think to get past a lot of insecurities, you need to just have that sense of humor about yourself. I mean, you don't Mm -hmm. fucking, you don't know anything. And guess what? Every single room that you walk in you're going to not know something about that room that makes you fucking uncomfortable. You're yeah. not going to know what people are talking about. If you go to a fuck, let's say you're 50 <laughs> and you know shit and you're going to a benefit dinner and like, you know, you have, you have money for that kind of shit. And people are talking you're about the know sciences. You're going to benefit dinner. You're going to yeah. know the benefit dinner, huh? People are talking about like fucking nuclear energy or something. You're like, I don't fucking know shit about nuclear energy, but you have to stay. There. You're not going to know something about it everywhere you go. Yeah, and, and and as soon as you're able to allow yourself to know that, and instead of, I've wanted to be a genius for so long. I've wanted to like really yeah. be someone who's like really smart, but you don't get there without knowing that there's something to learn always. Mm-hmm. So yes. I don't. I don't know. I, every single time I talk to anyone, I have an insecurity about something else yeah, and I'm, I mean, and I'm yeah. learning how to get over it. But I think the, the different ways to approach it, which is the humor mm-hmm. and knowing that even, I think golf is a perfect example for this Okay, because 
I came back to Florida. I haven't played in years. Mm-hmm. And if, if par is 30, I was hitting fucking like 55, which is yeah. fucking just terrible. And then okay. I, and then I know I got, nothing about it, but yes. Par is like what supposedly the average player is supposed to get. But in reality, you kind of have to be good to get par. So mm-hmm. bo- bogeys are what, like, a, you know, people are happy with bogeys, which is one over par. Like if it's three, if it's three strokes to get par, you hit a four, it's a bogey, you're doing fine. You, you play well. You play well. You know, okay. I, I hit a 55. I'm, I'm yelling. I, you're um, yelling and you're yelling in gibberish to me, but okay. <laughs> but yes, but okay. If, you, if you hit 30 strokes, yeah, it's a good game. You played a good game. It took you 30 strokes to finish the whole nine holes that you played. You did well. I was hitting like a 55. I was like nine, nine strokes in every hole. And then I got down to like 48. And I was like, oh, look, you're like getting better. And then I went one day and I hit 40. And I was like, okay. I'm, a, I'm about to break 30, which is like good. That means I'm, I, okay. I, I, could, I could leave Florida happy. I could be like, oh, you got better at golf. You know something about it. And then the next game, I hit like a 45. Like oh, I, no. And I, and I walked in with thinking like, oh, you're better and you're going to break that 30. And to be able to just not be like, oh, fuck you to myself and like breaking my clubs to so just be like, hey, as long as you're like not like terrible and you did a couple things right, you, you had fun. Yeah, you're winning. You know, you're doing fine. You're learning. And it's going to be different every time you fucking go. You're not going to get perfect at it. I yeah. think that's what I think that's that's why I like that game. Fuck. Fuck. Hey, look at that. That's beautiful. Um, I think I think we did a I think we did a good job there. I Laugh, think we did. I think we nailed it. Laugh at yourself, practice uh uh affirmations, manifesting a better you. Um be kind to yourself. And 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 one last thing, if you're if you're not working out or like eating healthy, I know everyone fucking says it, but like just do it. Get outside and, and okay, and but I'm not doing do either of those things. So okay. Oh, but Jenny, it helps so much when I don't. No. When I feel like shit and I work out, I'm like, well, number one, I think you're a sex god. You look great. Oh, you know. Thank you. I think. <laughs> I think. I think. I think you look good. And, and on top of that, if if something about you does, if this is all physical, like let's say you have. A, a, a little bit of a belly that day, Joe. Like you're like you look a little bloated. You don't have those abs. You can't say you didn't try there, Joe. Something's going okay. on. You got to fix something else. But you tried. Um, but that's for physical stuff. And our last question of the day, I the think you can Q. really answer. Well, I should have. We got it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I've lived with my boyfriend for the entirety of quarantine. Okay. As in this. the first weekend, everything shut down. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, it's been rough as hell. Oh this, no! This okay. this this is this is where I think it disperses from your real life, but okay. uh, it's been rough as hell. Um, it's really hard. I think we're scared to break up with each other out of fear of where to go. Oh, what no. should I do? Okay, this is really tough. Yeah, my I, my first thing is I wish I wish we had more information of like. I know. Is it, is it how like is it bad? Why is it bad? I yeah. Are you break? Are you thinking of breaking up? Because it's just like the same. People break up for different reasons. Yeah. I mean, are they breaking up? Like, are they really getting on each other's nerves? And is it that that it's too much time together and too much space? Because ultimately, these circumstances are not normal. Like, not. you could be. They're not normal at all. So you could be in 
a long, a long-term relationship with someone, you could be married to someone and you still would not need to see them yeah. as many hours a day as you do quarantining with a person. Like I, this is, there are a lot of couples that are getting divorced because this is just not yeah. how their relationship doesn't function under this much time together. I know like, that, that, that for, for me, like whenever, if I like, if I got a call, uh, um, for my ex and I, I didn't answer or I was like, or I was like, Oh, I'm doing something. Can we talk later or whatever? During quarantine, it felt like I was putting something else before her when in reality, I'm not committed to anything. So I should be able to answer the phone and have an hour long conversation at any point when I was trying to be productive or like do something else, you know, like, like there's like, there's these, and I would do the same for her. Like if she was busy and I was free at that time, whatever it would, it would frustrate me, (laughs) but you know, you're not, people aren't giving themselves the you're like around each other. I don't know. I guess I get claustrophobic. You're not getting, yeah. You're not giving yourself a break from it or healthy boundaries. So I wonder, is it, is the relationship not working because it's not working because like the two people should not be together or is it not working because the circumstances have really exacerbated the relate, like the relationship things that wouldn't necessarily be true based on pandemic. But I also need to say that my advice is if you feel like you want to break up, it's not healthy, you're not happy where you're living, then I think you need to do that because ultimately you live there. You want to feel comfortable and happy and safe. And like at home, you don't want to be stressed out because you're like, I actually don't really like this person right now, or I don't like spending time with this person, or I'm in a relationship that doesn't feel good to me. So I think they're avoiding something that might need to happen, even though it's hard, even though it's uncertain where you'll end up going and what the next steps are. But if you're unhappy and you're thinking about breaking up, like you need to be happy in your house. Like, you know what I've been hearing people, people do this thing that I've heard of. I have friends who've done it. And there's a lot of people online who say it works is relationship check-ins. Mm. where it's either like once every two weeks or once a month, you just kind of talk about things that uh, may, you just don't want to bring up in casual conversation. It could ruin the date yeah. or ruin the the night or ruin a movie or just whatever the fuck. It's like, that's your space to go. When you did this two weeks ago, this bothered me. Or I need a little bit more space these next two weeks. I felt like I haven't had time to myself. And it's something I wish I did, but I, I heard about I heard about these things uh, a little too I like late. it. I like it as a um, concept. It's definitely going to be a part of my next relationship. Yeah, um, I think it's good to have structured time where the thought is we're going to be giving each other feedback about what we need in the relationship. Yeah. Because there isn't really a good time to do that. No, because it, 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 like it always feels like an attack. Oh, yeah. It always feels like an attack. There's never a right way. I know that for Sophia and I, whenever we fought about some things, uh, for me, and this is where I'm wrong in this, she would bring things up and I would always be like, why are you bringing this up now? Like, why right now we're going to a movie or why right now we're seeing a play? Why yeah, right now like, we're doing this? Uh, like, when should she? There's no and, good time. Yeah, and, um, and I'm, a, I'm a hypocrite in, in, in fucking doing it to her and bringing things up because, you know, but, I, but instead of like emotionally, I was like, I justify everything logically. That's the kind of boyfriend I am. And I need to be more emotional in that way. Um, but like, I try to be very logical. Like, I'm like, I brought this up now because this, or like, or like, mm-hmm. we need to have this kind of talk before this thing happens. And then 
if she were to bring things up, I would be like, this, it doesn't make sense that you brought this up right now because this, or we already talked about this four times while you, right. you know, when in reality, if we just had a time where we could say that that bothered us yeah, and then two weeks later go, Hey, it was still bothering me, but I saw that you tried. Or if they didn't even notice that you could say, I did try. Here are the times I remember me thinking this thought, you know, I know that before quarantine hit, um, my ex was living in New Jersey. So if she had shit to do in New York, she was staying with me a lot. Um, and it was kind of eating away a lot of my personal time, um, Mm -hmm. where I just didn't really get time to be by myself a lot. And I, and I've learned a lot about myself recently of, I thought I liked being alone a lot of the time because I am depressed, but in reality I am recharging. I'm a very high energy Mm -hmm. person when I'm around people. So when I'm alone, I fuck like sometimes if my brother's playing Xbox and he'll be like, join me, I like, I'll be like, I don't want to because that will involve me having to talk when yeah. I'm playing and I just want to fucking play a game. Yeah. Um, and, and, and Sophia would, I think, take that as like a personal attack on right. her. Right. It's like, you don't want to spend time with me. You don't like me. Yeah. When I'm like, no, like, I just want to be there for you more when we do spend time. Right. And if I don't get this like time now, too. really? Yeah, Jeffrey needs to have time where he just like shuts down, isn't thinking about anything. And like he likes to play Warzone during that time. And he also, I mean, like, <gasps> I should play with him. Holy shit. That's what you I'm playing. You should play with him. I will set you guys up so that you can. I love He that. would fucking love that. But he also, like, he goes into work a lot. Like he, co- he can code and he can code at any time of the day. And like that actually for him is like very helpful for like, shutting down and not thinking about anything but like the task at hand and he needs to do that and i kind of would take it personally in michigan especially that i was like you're not spending time with me like i feel not connected to you even though we live together Mm -hmm. because like the activities that made him feel the most recharged were ones that didn't involve me You know, like it was really hard for us to find things that we wanted to do together that were the equal, were equal amounts of like easygoing, like no work, low energy things for both of us, you know, because like if I want to do a low energy thing, it might end up being kind of more of a high energy thing for him. And he just, you know, that was difficult. And we like, we, we don't really fight, but we had one really difficult conversation in Michigan, um, we had, I, I was drunk and like, I, cause we were playing like drinking games all the time, which was very fun, but like there were, they looked fun. (laughs) It was very fun. There were some like Friday and Saturday nights where it really was encouraging like heavy drinking in a way that was not healthy. Um, so I drank too much. We had kind of a hard conversation while I was drunk. And then the next morning we were like, okay, let's actually have the conversation now. Cause that wasn't, that was not a good time to do that. Mm -hmm. And like, all of this is to say, like, I I think relationships are really hard and I think it's very difficult to bring up, like, any insecurities or negative thoughts you're feeling about how things are going in a relationship. I think that's a yeah. very scary thing to do. And, like, I have in the past, not just with Jeffrey, but with, like, friends even relied on, like drinking or other like things that are numbing to then make that conversation easier, but that's never the best time to do it. So it's it's absolutely not, it's always the worst time to do it. So I think 
my advice is like, and I need to be better about doing this. Is just like being direct about what you need. And like, I love your idea, Joey, to like set a specific time for it. Yeah. And to acknowledge that like something is not working here, like, and talk, communicate openly about what it is and why you both think that is, and then go from there and decide if this is something that's fixable or not. And if it's not like, get out yeah. of there, babe. Yeah. Even though yeah. it's scary. That's yeah. As you were just saying that my mom was going to fucking interrupt me about something. And I Hi, to mom. In, so. No, because I told her not to do it since I'm sitting yeah, out here. I'll, and then I'll she's about to do I'll teach her how to podcast. It. I'll come to her. She I'm can gonna, learn from me. I'm going <laughs> to give her the benefit here because I said this was going to be an hour and it ended up taking like an hour 50. So she mm -hmm. did good. She held off for a long time. She did it. She did but it. But every that? time I have done a, a live show or Zoom, she <laughs> has fucking interrupted me. Um, but Mama. But yeah, listen, the best, I mean, take, I feel like, I feel like what you said is fucking perfect for that. Relationships are hard. Before you get angry at someone else for something they do, just try to think about why that makes you angry. Yeah. Because for example, for me, uh, and this would definitely happen if I was in the same space all the time, is like, kind of like, if, and this would happen, this wouldn't happen, I feel like, if we set the, the time aside and if I had known that and used that skill, but having the same argument like five times over by the time you have that argument the fifth time i am not approaching it from a level of uh empathy or even uh understanding i'm just angry that i'm having that conversation again yeah um and then i'm only angry that's my whole thing which is something i need to um process on my own but it's also a boundary that you need to communicate with the other person that, hey, I value my time and there's something about having to argue about something five times in a row and each argument is an hour makes mm -hmm. me feel like you don't value mine. Yeah. You know, because that's what makes you angry about it. Not the fact that you're just arguing about it. It's the fact that you go, oh, here I go again. This is going <laughs> to be a whole hour, you know, and if, and if you have to deal with that every single day and you're not communicating and you're dealing with a bunch of other stuff, you're only going to grow to hate that person when in reality you could get over it. It just takes work. If you don't like that person, don't like someone, break up with someone because there's something about how they are or what they do that doesn't suit your lifestyle, I guess. Yeah. There's, there's a better way to put that, but. No, I think yeah. you did it. That was you it. Tried. You know, we tried. we're we tried. all trying. We're just trying. And, and with that being said, Johnny, we fucking, we did it. I had we so much fun. You could tell it. we had, had so fun, fun because I was we like, talk for two hours. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, this is gonna be like a nice hour episode. It's my first Zoom one. We really kept going, and it's because I know you brought a lot to the table, Jenny. Thank you. Hey, you brought a lot to the table. We just went off. We went off. Tell the we people. Uh, tell the people. I I include it in the episode description, but you know, tell the people where they can find you. Anything that oh, you yes. want them to know uh, yes. about you. Okay. Um, I'm five three. I'm twenty. Like, you know. I'm, I'm five two. Uh, okay. Uh, please follow me on Instagram at Jenny Sequoia. So it's Jenny, J-E-N-N-Y, Sequoia, like the French. It's one um, of my favorite Instagram handles. Thank you. It does not match my Twitter one. My Twitter handle is at Jenny Gorlick. Very lame. Very much my name. Just Perfect. that's what it is. Nope, they want and to find then, you. 
They'll find me. And then I have a podcast also, as Joey mentioned. So it's very fun. We mostly talk about dating and it's called Receipts Podcast. And uh, the rule is you have to bring receipts, so DMs, text messages, as yeah. evidence yeah. for your dating stories. So we really get into it and it's yeah. very fun. So please find I us feel like, on I feel like when I did – when I did your, your, your show, I was, I was a little, I was a little bit in a mood. I was in the, I was in the thick of it, as you would say. Yeah, it's a good episode. Um, Everyone should listen to that one if they want. Uh, to be honest, I avoided listening yeah. to it, but I, I think really I'm going to, to I you did. Cause, funny. cause I was like, I was like, I know I was being funny, but I also know, I didn't know if you could, if anybody could like sense the fact that I was like kind of in a very negative headspace. You yeah. Know? You were being very funny and you were also kind of spiraling, but I yeah. think that's okay. I think that's, um, we learn and grow from it. But but now that we have this conversation, I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out. I've heard other episodes, and it's and it's really great, guys. So check it out. Um, and I had a fucking great time doing it. Um, Jenny's a great host. I had such a great time this time doing your pod. <sighs> Jenny, I love you. I love you. You have. I mean, just keep thriving. Have a fantastic time, and hit me hit hit me with Jeffrey's gamer tag. <laughs> okay, I'm going to. <laughs> I can play with him. Silver Bandit. <laughs> I don't know. All we right. might need to keep it. I don't know if the listeners are allowed to know. Yeah, let's uh let's I'll stop recording and then you tell me. <laughs> bye everybody. Have a good night. Good bye. day. Bye. Good day at work or whatever you're doing. Bye. Love you. Bye. Welcome to Brain Machine Network.com.